The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Bearcat fans, I'm excited to welcome in my next guest. He played for the Bearcats from 2012 to 2016 under Mick Cronin. He's one of the most athletic players in Bearcat history. And he's one of the only guys that I know of, and Bearcat fans have to correct me if I'm wrong, he's one of the only Bearcats I know that wore three different numbers during his time for the Bearcats. So we got to get to the bottom of that. I'd like to welcome in my guy, Shaq. Thomas. What's up, Shaq? Hey, what's up? How's it going, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. So t- tell everybody quickly about the whole uh, the jersey thing. You wore three different numbers during your not, time. No, it was actually two. It was three and it 24. Was... Yep, yep. Okay, I yep. thought you wore 11 at one time. They had you no, down for 11? No, nah. That was my red shirt chair. That was my red shirt chair. Okay, uh, it was my, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my red shirt chair. I was supposed to play, but um and then i ended up just switching my number but i never actually played in the number 11 only played in gotcha. 3 and 24 yep gotcha so the 3 and the 24 what was the what was the deal with that the switch um you know kobe's one of my favorite players and you know that summer after we lost to Kentucky, that was just my mindset all summer just to grind and just to have his you know that mentality the mama mentality just you know just basically just to grind and and stuff like that. So, and, you know, people actually know, um, you know, my uncle's, you know, is Tim Thomas, and, you know, he played New Jersey players, him, Vince Carter, Kobe. So, I actually had pictures with Kobe when I was a baby. You know, it's crazy. Really? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were playing New Jersey players, and, you know, so I was around stuff like that, like Tracy McGrady at a young age. I'm, you know, this is, what, 96, 94 at the time, you know, so I'm mm-hmm. two or three years old, and, I'm around that energy, so I think I just dedicated that season, you know, to you know just what Kobe stands for. Yeah. So, so when you when you got to UC, you wore three. Why'd you wear three? Was was that because twenty four was taken or? Um. No. It it was more just like um I wore three in high school. Um. And okay. you know it, it was just like a high school thing, and it was really nothing behind it, you know. Um, yeah. Okay, gotcha, man. So so what I like to do on the podcast, I like to take a deep dive into each player's journey in basketball and life. So I like to go back where it all started for you. So mm-hmm. um, you're from Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah, yep, born uh, and raised. I, I, I've never been to Patterson. What What's Patterson like? Um, It's a real small city, you know. Um, it's an inner city. Um, you know, it's like any inner city, you know. Um, it's you know, it's good things, bad things that's going on in the neighborhood. And, you know, I'm just one of the lucky ones to make it out. Um, and, you know, I had a basketball as an outlet to, you know, get out certain situations and, you know, see different parts of the world and travel and go on AAU trips and different things like that. You know, basketball has been a lot, meant a lot to me. I met a lot of good people. I don't, I would never even met you, you know, if I never played basketball, you know. So, this yeah, yeah, just, you know, just coming from there, you just have a mindset, just try to make it out, you know, because it's, you know, it's poverty, it's a lot of, you know, stuff going on, and, you know, you see stuff at a young age, but, you know, basketball was always my, you know, getaway to, you know, um, get out of certain situations that I was in, and, you know, just growing up, 
And, you know, um, I, I think it made me who the man I am today. Yeah, so the name Shaq, is that uh, because of Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah. Name? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was basically, um, you know, Shaq was a popular name in, you know, obviously the 90s when he was coming out and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, my mom and dad um, definitely named me, you know, after, you know, him. Yeah, cool. So, so what got you into basketball? Um, honestly, my mom, my mom, you know, um, at a young age, I always remember I had a Fisher Price hoop in the house shooting and right. playing and then, you know, just me just being around basketball with, with my sister, you know, she played at WNBA for 14 years. Um, she was a McDonald's All-American. Um, it is even being around her, I would go over, you know, my grandparents' house and, um, play over there for hours, me and my cousin and her playing in the backyard all day, you know, until the sun go down, you know. So um, sure. I was just always just around basketball, even with my cousin Tariq Robinson. Um, you know, it, my whole family just basketball, you know. It, that's what I really kind of grew up on. Um, and, you know, I've seen that at a young age. I'm I'm going to the games and seeing Vince Carter and, you know, uh, Tracy McGrady and, and, and Patterson in summer league. So, even seeing that at a young age, I always wanted to see if I could be at that level one day, you know. Yeah, and, t- and talk a little bit. You mentioned him earlier, Tim Thomas, uh, being in the NBA. Um, and he played Villanova, right? Yeah, right? yeah. Yep. Um, you know, how was he an influence on you? Um, You know, um, just honestly, just seeing him, you know, from where we was living at to, you know, just moving – um, I just wanted that for my mom and, you know, my family and to just to just to see um us get out of certain situations, you know. It was me seeing something different at a young age, you know. Um and you know, like regarding moving forward, you know, um I, I feel like my cousin Tariq was a real, real big influence. I mean, just because, you know, my uncle was in the league at the time and I'm growing up mm-hmm. as a kid and, you know, he's in Milwaukee, here, 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 and my cousin Tariq could really be hands-on with me, you know, and, you know, take me to camps and stuff like that. But, you know, it was definitely inspiration from just, just trying to reach that level that, you know, him and my sister was at. Sure. So your your athleticism, um, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. sure you inherited that from your, your family, but uh, have you always been that athletic? Like when you said you were hooping on the Fisher-Price hoop at the house, I mean, did – did the parents see it, how you moved at an early age? What was the deal with that? Um, Yeah, because it's crazy because we, um, back when I was probably like eight or nine years old, I remember um, one of my neighbors, he had, a, he had a basketball hoop, and you could like lower the rim down to like seven feet. And we used to, you know, do crazy little dunks on it. And then, you mm-hmm. know, I started getting older and older. And I just started trying them, you know, and then, you know, I started working on my body around my, I want to say my freshman or sophomore year, I had a growth spur. I was like 6'2". I was I was skinny. I was real skinny, probably a buck 40 at that time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that summer I started actually lifting weights and, you know, really, really taking it serious. And I grew like four or five inches, like 6'6". Six, six, and, you know, my body started developing and then it just kind of just took off from there. So... Um, I, I definitely think it would start, you know, at a young age, go over to my grandparents' house, you know, um, you know, we have an eight foot rim, we try and dunk on it and stuff like that. I definitely got them you know, I definitely got it from, you know, them times back in the day for sure. Yeah, so let's talk, let's jump into high school. So uh what high school do you, you go to? 
Um, I actually went to uh, three different high schools. Um, okay. I went to Patterson Catholic. Um, you know, they have a is is a rich tradition right there. Um, it's a family. Um, it was it was a lot of pros that came out of that school. You know, um, and, and that went there. That went to you know bigger colleges. And even my sophomore year, we had I want to say nine guys go Division One. You know, um, like uh, Fuquan Adwin, Jordan Theodore, Kyle Anderson, um, Jayon James, TJ Clemens. He actually played football. Um, he been he played left tackle. Last time I checked, he played with the Redskins, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. So 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 we had a pretty deep team. But at that time in New Jersey, it was so competitive because we're going to get, you know, St. Pat, St. Anne's, and St. Benedict's that's top ranked, you know, so – like I never got to win a state championship just because um I ended up transferring but it was so hard to advance because you got St. Anthony's that's you know, everybody know about St. Anthony's. Um then you had St. Patrick with Kyrie, Michael Kill Goodcrest, um, Dessa Strickland. Um they had a lot of good Crazy. guys over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Chat Chat, I gotta say this, man. The talent that comes out of that area is just insane, man. It absolutely yeah. If you go back out, there was something on Instagram recently where I think they were at Rucker Park. It might have been part of the TBT, and they were interviewing a lot of people from the New York, New Jersey area. And they were just talking about, like, guys that came up, even some that we never heard of that were just playground le- legends. And it's like, man, the talent out of that area is insane. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't even lie. Like, even while I was growing up seeing, like, even Lance. Lance is one of the reasons why I came to Cincinnati. Just seeing him. Really? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm not gonna lie. When I see Lance went there, and you know Rashad Bishop, he's from the, mm-hmm. the same neighborhood I am from too. So, um, it just kind of made sense though. But we, we could get into it a little bit later. But yeah, yeah, Lance was one of the biggest reasons. James White, um, you know, Demar, like, like, DJ, like you know, just seeing that athleticism. So I'm like, man, I could fit right in here, you know. So it, yep, yep. Absolutely. So you so you end up at prep school, correct? Yeah, yeah. I end up um, leaving uh, Patterson Catholic my sophomore year. Um, I that summer I went from not ranked to top forty in the country at that time. Like I wasn't ranked, nothing like that. Um, I remember I switched AAU teams during that time. This is my sophomore summer. I switched AAU teams and. I went. We went to Dallas to that. That it was like a Nike tournament, like how the Nike circuit is now. I was playing with a Nike team in New York. We went out mm-hmm. there. I had we played California Supreme. I went crazy, yep. and then it was Oshiro after that. But um, yeah, I ended up going to Mount State Academy um, in West Virginia, um, and I, I ended up going there for a year because I was going end up going to Oak Hill, but they didn't they had they didn't have enough scholarships at the time. And it was waiting for one of the guys to transfer, and he ended up transferring, so ended up just going there. So did you end up uh, with with your ranking? Did you end up a four star then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. yeah. If you yep. rank that high, you're, you're a four star. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I finished. Um, I want to say top seventy five on ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. I have to look. I, I'm not. It's been so long. You know, it's been almost yeah ten years. You know, so it had been a long time. Crazy, crazy how time flies, man. Man, um, tell you, tell me about it. <laughs> just seems like yesterday you were out there in a Bearcat uniform, and yeah, it just it's how it goes. But uh, so 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 back to high school real quick, and you you talk about kind of your evolution and becoming a four star with top seventy five ranked guys. Um, you know what was it for you in high school? What started to click where your game improved? I know you said you started to grow a little bit, uh, but what was what was the difference? 
Um, I just think it was my confidence. Um, mm. I knew I could do it, but when I switched AU teams, I was playing on an AU team. You know, I love New Jersey players, but it wasn't the best fit for me at the time because I was playing with so many good dudes. So mm-hmm. it was just like eight of them is going high division one. So I was playing a role instead of me really being myself. So I think when I switched AAU teams to, you know, Metro Hawks and, you know, um, Coach Paul, um, he gave me the most confidence. And I just went out there. And that summer I remember going to LeBron camp and Nike Jam Marie and all of this stuff. And it was just like everything, my whole life changed after that moment, I think. You know, that moment in Dallas, like, I'll never forget dude from Rivals came up to me and, you know, asked me my name and whoop, whoop, and, you know, it, it was, it mm-hmm. was Oshiro after that. So who was recruiting you uh, your last year besides UC? It's so crazy. You know who my first offer was? You will never, you will never get. Xavier. Yes, Sean Miller. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Sean Miller was my first offer. I'll I never forget because there was a recording Jordan Theodore that went to St. Hall. He was on my team. And those were calling him and Fuquan Edwin um, that ended up going to St. Hall. And a couple other guys that was, you know, still on my team. Um, but they actually offered, they actually, um, offered Jordan Theodore. So when that happened, they they had came to a couple of practices, you know, workouts and you know stuff like that. And you know, book he had fell in love with me, you know, and he you know he's from New York. He you know yeah. New Jersey, New York is close. And, so and for people that this is for people out there don't know, you're talking about Book Richardson, who was the former yeah. assistant Xavier and Arizona, and now now yeah. he's going around, he's speaking to different things about the situation. But good good dude though, book yeah good yeah dude. yeah yeah no no he's definitely a good dude, great dude. Um, but yeah, he actually, you know, he called me like, man, we want to offer you. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember that came to the next practice, him and Sean Miller and they offered me my sophomore year. That was my first offer. I'll never forget why I'm, I went home on my, my grandmother can't pick me up. I'm like, man, I want to go to Xavier. Now, you know, it's just, <laughs> it'll be right. it's just crazy. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. I ended up going to the rival school, you know? Out of, out of oh, all man. schools, yeah. I never knew that. I never Yo. knew that. It's crazy that Sean Miller's now back as the back. Xavier coach. Yeah, it's crazy because when we came back, this is the play that Xavier, I seen him. I'm like, he's, he's back at Xavier. I didn't even know because <laughs> I haven't really been keeping up with college basketball because, you know, I, I play professional overseas. So the games come out at sometimes at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, you know, I got practice in the morning. So I, yeah. I catch the highlights, you know, but – I'm not really tuned as in, you know, but I'm definitely got to tune in more for sure. Yeah. So, okay. So Xavier was your first offer. Who were some of the, I'm sure you had a bunch of East Coast schools after you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was um, Marquette, uh, St. John, Seal Hall, Rockers, Fordham, um, UTEP. I was, I, I was really leaning on UTEP because they had Tim Floyd there. He used to coach at mm-hmm. yep. USC. So, um, he got me on the phone with DeMar DeRozan, and I was just like, you know what, I'm, you, you know, and, you know, he was talking about one and done and all that other stuff. So um, uh, what other schools? I'm trying to think. That's a, that's a, that's uh, Georgetown, that's a good Syracuse, like half of the Big East, UConn. Um, yeah, yeah, like majority of the Big East at that time, you know, because you got to think at that time we were still in the Big East, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It, it, it was it was a war every night. You know, it was a war every night. And people don't understand that was 
one of the best conferences ever. You know, seeing – I remember watching Syracuse versus UConn, the four overtimes. Like, I remember that, watching that. Like, man, I want to play in a game like that, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. even, play, even playing one year in the Big East was, you know, it, it was – it really opened my eyes up to basketball, you know, that, like, there's a lot of good talent and great talent out here, you know, for sure. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're going to jump into some of that with uh, – I know yeah. you probably got some good stories. We're going to jump into your Bearcat career. But so uh, when you got recruited by UC, who was the lead assistant recruiting? Was it Larry Davis? Was it uh, – Savino. It was Savino. Savino. Yeah, actually, yep. I, I should have figured yeah. that being yeah, the East yeah. Coast guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, East Coast guy. Yeah. I, I never forget. Um, I was leaving East Invitational, and I think he – I think Savino been there. He might have been there like two or three years at this point, of all I want to mm-hmm. say. And then um, I remember I seen him um, after the camp, All Star game. I had a, had a great camp. Did good. Um, there was a lot of good talent there. And I remember me and my cousin had drove to a gas station, you know, to stop to get some drinks before we head back to to go back to New Jersey. Um, and I seen Savino in there, and then he was like, "Man, you're gonna be a Bearcat one day." Well, whatever. And then I didn't really know what he mean. And then, you know, after that, I got home. Um, I talked to Mick on the phone. We talked for about, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you know. Then we just – I just ended up planning a visit, you know. ended up planning a visit. And then when I came on my visit, I felt like this is the place I want to be. You know, I, I looked at it like, okay, I'm playing the best conference in the world. I'm playing mm-hmm. on a good team. Um, at the time, they – you know, Lance was going there, you know, that's a top NBA prospect at that time. He was one of the best high school players ever. You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. just to see what he did in his time, you know, you got to give flowers to flowers to do, you know. Um, you know, Sean, Park, this is what, what, what the Bearcats stand for, you know, toughness, mm-hmm. grittiness. And I'm just seeing the athletes. I'm like, man, I could fit right in. You know, I could fit right in. And I looked at it, okay, I get to go home too. You know, we play senior hall, Rutgers. Villanova, um, Pitt ain't too far. So my family and UConn, like, my family get to see me play too, you know, get to come to games and stuff like that. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just fell I just fell in love with, you know, everything that stood for when I came to my visit. And, you know, having Rashad Bishop being from Patterson and being from he, you know, we both knew each other before this, um, it, made it, it made it a no-brainer to come here. Yeah, that makes sense now because, you know, you think about all those schools that were recruiting you. You named some big-time schools. Yeah. And But, it, but you know, people have to realize when you're a young player in the high level that you were being a four-star, you have to look at fit, comfortability, and all those things just kind of came together. You mentioned Lance, Capo with Bishop, and all those guys that – Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it, like, 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 he, like even Sean – you know, he, he's from New York, so even yeah. having a guy that's, you know, similar and, you know, stuff like that, it, it definitely made sense, you know. Sure. Definitely. I remember the first time I saw you play. I came to a preseason practice, and I'll never forget this. You – and I, I, don't, I don't remember if you guys were just, you know, playing like some pickup ball or, or what the case was. You came down – I believe you were on the, like, the left side of the wing, and you went up. And you were so damn high. And, <laughs> and you dunked it, but the way you dunked it, you kind of just threw it through. You didn't even, like, hold on to the rim. You threw it through, and then you ran back on defense. And you beat half the guys that were at the three-point line. 
back on defense. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, this this is crazy. Like, your your athleticism, man, I was like, incredible. But, you you know, you get to UC the 2011-2012 season, and you redshirted. So so what what played into that redshirt season? Um, It is played in because um, I didn't qualify all the way. So it was Mm -hmm. basically um, me staying here, and I had to maintain a certain GPA average. And it was me staying at UC for one year, working on my grades, and, you know, I get to work out, still be around the team, still get everything that that the team gets, but I can't just play. And I couldn't go to away games either. So I could yeah. only go to the home games and then um, – or go to junior college. I say, you know what, I'm going to just sit here at UC, you know, so – Sure. Just, that that yeah. makes more sense than going to JUCO. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, I want to go to JUCO, and this is school I want to be at. You know what I mean? And just seeing yeah. guys like – SK red shirt, um, you know, mm-hmm. different guys like that. And, you know, Mick had a plan. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to follow this plan. And I needed to, you know, work, obviously work on my body when I first came in. So, um, you know, I, we had Dave at that time. He was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Dave, Dave, Dave was crazy, man. But, you know, um, we had Dave at that time. And, you know, Mick just had a plan for me. So I was like, I said, you know what, let me just, you know, focus, lock in, you know, get the schoolwork done. And you know I, I got it done, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for 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 a lot of guys that redshirt, you know, I've talked to Sean about this in the past. Uh, his first year redshirting, you know, you know, Sean, much probably like you, you play basketball your entire life, and then you yeah. get in a situation where you're not competing, and you're watching, you're sitting on the bench like watching other people compete. And as frustrating as tough as that is for some. It's also valuable to learn and see the game. And Sean, you know, talked to me one time about seeing the game from a different perspective. How was that red shirt year for you in terms of watching and not being able to play? Um, it was very beneficial because I see how competitive it is, you know, how physical it is. Um, I'm seeing how competitive the Big East is, you know, every win counts, you know, if it's mm-hmm. by one point, ten points. It could be, you know, the little details where, like, you ain't rotate, you ain't get over, you ain't close out, you need to file a scout report why you could lose a game, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I, I got to see that point of view. I got to see how hard it was to go out there and compete and play. People don't understand playing 25 minutes that hard, how, how, how hard we played, it's very hard. You got to be in top <laughs> shape, you know. Yeah, Preston, yeah. Pressing all day, you, you flying around everywhere, and you got to go down there and score. So – you have to be in tip-top shape, you know what I mean, for that, you know. So I think Mike Rayfield, he did a great job with us regarding, you know, us being in shape and us as baby. Some games we just strictly just bully teams, like strictly mm-hmm. just like I – we end of the day, I know y'all not stronger than us, faster than us. We just going to use that, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and we're going to win this game. We're going to grind it out, you know. So, is it, you know, I, I think that's kind of like the Bearcat way, you know, in a Absolutely. sense with, 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 with even with hugs, you know, and and everybody after that, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and your your red shirt, that, that, that red shirt year was a wild year because yeah. you, could, you could go to the away games, but that Crosstown shootout fight was, was, was crazy. That was your red shirt year, correct? Yep, yep. And you, yep. Could, you couldn't be there? Nope, nope, I couldn't be there. So it's so crazy that um, I was watching the game in my room. So they was down by 15, 18. 
with like two minutes. So I knew the game was over. I shut the game, I shut the TV off, well, whatever. And, you know, I go on Twitter and I'm seeing just memes and, you know, the media, everybody talking about it on Twitter. And I shut the game off because it's over. Like, I already knew the game was over. Like, you know, I think it was up probably 18-20 at that point. You know, it was kind of – it was over. So, I, I shut the game off. You know, I, I'm frustrated. I'm mad that, you know, obviously we lost, you know. And I just go on Twitter and I just see, you know, everybody just talking about it. So, I go, I click on ESPN. I'm like, wow, like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, I was just shocked. Like, I'm seeing it just how, like, people calling me, texting me. I'm like, yo, I'm in my room. Like, I couldn't even go to away games. Like, I'm in my room, my dorm room, chilling. So I see an effect that took on everybody, the whole team. You know, it, it took a big effect on, our, you know, coaching staff, the players, you know, UC community, you know, the city of Cincinnati, you know, for, for something to happen like that, you know, um, you, you, you yeah. never want to see nothing like that. But I'm happy that, you know, we was able to move past that and, you know, they just talk about adversity. Um, I think that's where um, adversity hits, and it's just like either you're going to step away from it or you're going to step over the wall, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was a point in our season where, you know, it changed, and I seen everybody's demeanor, everybody's seriousness, and, you know, we ended up going to the Sweet 16 that year, you know, and, and being Syracuse, and, you know, it, it was a crazy year that year, but – um, you know, I, I definitely, definitely remember that year for sure. Yeah, and, and you make a great point. You know, you talk about adversity and overcoming that and losing to Xavier and having that fight. The team comes out and goes on a, I don't remember what it was, the sixth game or something, winning streak after that. It might have been seven. Um, and beat some of the top teams in the Big East. I think Connecticut was like 13th in the country, Georgetown 11. You know, beating these guys after the fight, you know, seemed like the team kind of came together. And you mentioned beating Syracuse in the um, Big East tournament when they were number two um, and then losing to Ohio State. And I think in the tournament, if if you guys beat Ohio State, you know, yeah. who, who knows from there what happens. Um, but, you know, that's that. I think that's great for someone like yourself to kind of watch that. And, you know, you're, you're, you're watching – you know, a team kind of come together. You're watching the the um, the, the Big East, which you're going to be playing in the next year. So we're going to talk about your redshirt freshman year. So that's 2012-2013. Yeah. Um, and, and listen, the Big East, I think that your freshman year, um, uh, your redshirt freshman and your, your, your redshirt year and your redshirt freshman year, the Big East was so – tough. I mean, you talk Man. about it. it was like almost every team was top 25. It was crazy. It was crazy. You got to think about it like no, you got Notre Dame, you got Pittsburgh. You Like, I remember going to get Steven Adams my freshman year. I'm like, yo, this dude is a brick wall. Like, this dude is a brick wall. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, it felt like a brick. Like, I, I, I literally went for, like, a layup, and he didn't move at all. Like, you know, he's solid, and you obviously see that in the NBA now, you know. <laughs> you obviously see yeah. that. So, um, sure. But, but you know, even from UConn, you know, people got to think, myself, yeah, UConn won a national championship, and we beat them twice. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Boat had to hit a step-back crazy shot. Like, you got to live with that. Like, that's that's <laughs> tough defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you got to mm-hmm. live with that. But 
definitely, you know, my freshman red shirt year, my uh, and and my red shirt um, freshman year and my red shirt year was crazy for sure. Yeah, I mean, and you just mentioned some of the teams: uh, Pitt, Notre Dame, Marquette was a top twenty-five, Syracuse number three. And think about this: you go play Rutgers, DePaul, who weren't ranked. St. St. John's tough games. St. John's is a tough. Like yep. St. John's, Louisville. I'm I'm forgetting about Louisville. I'm tripping. Like you know, Louisville. Georgetown um, was fifteen. Georgetown, like (laughs) it it, is definitely a lot, you know. So definitely seeing that competitive nature and seeing, you know, um, like I remember when we lost to Georgetown, my redshirt chair. Um, they had Otto Porter. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he going top 15. Like, you could just tell. Like, and, you know, I give dudes, dudes props, you know, because we, you know, we was always top five defense in the country every year I was there, top five, mm-hmm. percentage-wise, field goal-wise, everything, you know. So if a, if a guy could score on us, then, you know, he, he's doing something pretty well, I would say. <laughs> yeah. So so what what did you learn, you know, your first year of actually playing? I mean, you guys – lose uh, second round of the conference tournament, lose first round the NCAA to Creighton. Um, you were averaging around three points a game. Uh, yeah. You didn't You didn't start – you played 33 games, didn't start any games, played about 10 minutes a game. What What did you learn that first year? Um, it was just, you know, the physicality. The, you know, it was like a learning curve for me, you know. Um, and I think at the end of the year I started to get it. You know, and you you seen my play pick up. You know, you seen it in his first different at different spurts. But I think it was more a confidence thing because going from you know a top ranked recruit. You know, I'm coming off a prep school year where you know um, I was averaging like 28, 30 points. To now I have to play a role. So I had I had to understand it's not about just scoring, scoring, scoring. People was getting paid a lot of money to play defense and, you know, Draymond Green or Dray and D guy, and I didn't really understand that at first. You know, I was just, you know, I, I'm from the East Coast. Everybody want to go get a bucket. That's just the honest yep. guy, too. You know, like, yep. you know, yep. but I had to learn, okay, I I could get three offensive rebounds, you know, or I could get, I could, you know, get my own rebound, push the ball, and, and start my own thing, you know. So it definitely was a learning, a, a learning curve for me far as regarding that, you know, um, and, you know, I had, like, Jawan, uh, I had Parker in front of me, you know, learn guys from, like, Cash, SK, you know, Jack, you know, and different things like that, and I definitely think at end of the year, I started to get better, and, you know, I had my breakout game against Creighton, and, you know, it was, you know, Oshiro after that. Yeah, and, and that's a great segue into um, your sophomore year playing. You, you know, you start to figure some things out. Uh, you played 34 games, started 33 of those. You're averaging now 22 minutes a game, averaging yeah. around 16 or six points a game. So you're doubling kind of everything up. Uh, SK's a senior at that point. Justin yeah. Jackson, Rubles, they're all seniors. Um, yeah. So, so what are you learning from those guys? Man, just seeing SK, you know, break certain records and do certain things. And um, I can honestly say guys like Cashman, Yancey, they set the bar so high, my red shirt chair, just to get back to that. And going to the Sweet 16, like, we got to go to the tournament each year. Like, regardless if we win, lose, or draw, we got to make have it. To. You, like, we have to. Ain't no ands, if, 
whatever about <laughs> it, we got to make the tournament. You know what I mean? So I, I want to definitely give them guys flowers just because they set the bar high for us to keep it going, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, but definitely my sophomore year was definitely nuts. You know, we we wasn't ranked. You know, a lot of people doubted us that year, and you know, Justin and Titus and and SK, they honestly led us. You know, um, you know, crazy game at Louisville. I never forget that game. You know, at Louisville, Man. I think they, they twelve. No, they might have been thirteen or not thirteen to twelve, or I, I can't exactly remember, but it was definitely a big a, a big night for sure. That Louisville game at the end of the year, Louisville was ranked 11th in the country. They were hot. Um, hot. And I will never forget this. I was actually um, – I, I remember being at that game. They they, they, they were hot that year, man. And yeah. we go at – it was at the Yum Center. Yep, right? yep. And, and yeah. we started the game off with a lob to you. Isn't that right? Yep, yep, yep. I was yep, at it. that game, and the yep. crowd was like, oh, and it was yep. like, it almost it, seemed it, like that it, mob it, was too high, and you still yeah. got it. And then SK came down, I think one of us stole it from Russ, and then he ended up dunking on Russ, called timeout, and the whole game was just crazy, you know what I mean? Because you got to think about it. They got Terry Roger and Marshall Harrell. I think they was coming off the bench at that time. I think they might have. Yeah. I, I know Terry Roger was because they had Chris Jones and Russ Smith, sorry. I remember that, and Terry Roger is – yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, if you really think about it, you know what I mean? So, you know, even dealing with a dude like Russ, like, you know, and, and all the things he had done at Louisville and, and all of that, you know, and, you know, it was definitely a tough matchup. And, you know, um, definitely when it had came to Cincinnati, Russ hit the game winner, I believe. And it, it definitely, you know, that was a heartbreaker right there. Uh, I'll never forget you're it. You're talking about the game at – you talking about the game at the end of the season? That we yep, 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 yeah, yeah, that was yep, tough. That yep, was tough. Yep, yep. So it, it was definitely a, a great year, you know, um, as far as regular season, you know, um, and all of that. You know, we, we wish we had went farther in the tournament, but you know, stuff happens. You know, I think overall it was a it was a successful year. You know, um, if you just make it to the tournament, people don't understand how hard it's just to make it there. You know, and yeah. each and every year, people don't understand. How hard it is! It's an all year grind. It really starts in the summertime. It's a it's a yearly grind. You know, like you kind of just don't stop. You know, you always in season in a sense. Yeah, and and, and I want to I want to rewind just a little bit that particular season. Um, you guys lose to Xavier um, early in the year in December. Yep. You lose to Xavier at the Centaur Center, and then go on. I mean, I believe it was like a 15-game winning streak. Um, and once again, the Xavier game, just like the one year with the fight, uh, the yeah. team comes together, goes on a winning streak. It seems like it always happens like that. You know, you lose a game like a Xavier, you go on a winning streak. You coming from – I'm fascinated to hear your answer to this. You coming from the East Coast and really probably not really fully understanding the crosstown shootout you see in Xavier – what was that game like for you actually playing in it? Like when you were in, in New Jersey, did you really understand how big of a game that was, how intense it was? No, I didn't understand until my freshman year, my my, my honesty redshirt year. When I actually got in the city and you see how everybody takes sports series in Cincinnati. You know, one thing, <laughs> one thing why I would say, 
by Ohio and this area is different from like New York and New Jersey because, you know, it's just kind of different. They ride for their fans. You know, if you're a Bengals fan, you're a Bengals fan. You're going to ride it out. You know, like if you're a Bearcat, <laughs> you're a Bearcat, you're going to ride it out. If you're a Xavier fan, yeah. it don't matter who. It could be people that's, you know, 60, 70 years old that's like alumni that still donate back to the school. It's definitely mm-hmm. a community, I would say, in Cincinnati. Regardless if you go for UC or Xavier, you know, you, you either on one side, there's no like, Oh, I'm a Xavier fan and a Cincinnati fan. Like, nah, like you either Xavier or Cincinnati in a sense. You <laughs> yeah, know? for sure. So, so I, sure. I definitely didn't know until I got in the city and see how people took it. You know, as serious. You know. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So, so, so going into your, your, you know, your third season, your junior year, 2014, 2015. Um, Gary Clark comes in. Um, you guys have a pretty young team. Yeah. Um. And let's see, I'm trying to think. That year, I think one of the, the marquee games was you guys beat SMU, who was uh, number yeah. 23 in the country. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, you, you guys lose first round of the uh, turn, conference tournament, uh, lost to UK in the NCAA tournament. Do you remember the UK game very well? Man, I remember like it was yesterday. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember like it was yesterday and, you know, um, going against some guys and competing, like how we competed. And I still think to this day, you know, it's so funny that we were just talking about this. I think me and, you know, me and Troy were just talking about this. And Octavius just recently while I was in um, Cincinnati, um, I truly believe if when Kaji Moore got dunked on by Willie Kaji Stein, it changed mm-hmm. the whole game. Like, mm-hmm. they call timeout because you got to think about it. It's 22-23 in the first half, and they can't make a shot. Yeah, they made some shots, but we in a 2-3 matchup zone. You got Corey, big Corey down there, and he ain't not missing. You got Tavius that, you know, he long athletic. You got me, you know, you got GC, you got Troy, you got Farage. So, and we was holding on hold the whole game. I'm telling you, when he dunked that basketball – the arena, the floor <laughs> was shaking. Like, the yeah. floor was shaking. Like, my ears was popping. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. They called timeout. You know, they had Devin Booker just coming off the bench, you know, hit a couple threes, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's crazy. So, yeah, that's crazy. So, just to compete like that, you know, it was a great game. You know, I think, you know, little things that, you know, that could have changed. You know, GC, he got foul trouble early, you know, um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it was definitely just seeing that and seeing all them guys going number one and all these high picks. And I'm like, you know, hopefully, you know, some of us could be there one day. You know what I mean? You know, so, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, you mentioned uh, another guy from New Jersey, Quadri Moore. What, whatever happened with Quadri? Did you ever talk to him or hear from him? Uh, I haven't from I haven't heard from him in a minute. No, I haven't heard from him. Gotcha. Yeah. He, he was from Linden, wasn't he? Yeah, yep, 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 yep. I remember that. So, yeah. um, so, so, you know, going from your junior year, I do want to jump into your senior year. And I talked to a lot of players about this, you know. So, you know, your freshman to junior year, sometimes guys look at it like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting better, but I got another year. But yeah. now you're to the point where this is it. I'm going yeah. to my senior year. This, this is it. I've got yeah. to get it done. What was that off season like for you? 
Man, like, honestly, me and Octavius, um, we stayed. You know, we had, like, you know, we got, we had, like, a, a month break or a couple-week break. And, you know, you know, usually guys go home and, and stuff like that, you know. But me and Octavius just stayed with Mike and just worked on our body. And, you know, that whole summer I was in the best shape, you know. Um, and even going – my mindset was like, okay – you know, it's now or never. You know, I got to put 110% into this. And, you know, I'm one of the leaders on the team now. You know, I learned stuff from SK Cash, guys that led, you know. And, you know, I, I was one of the older guys on the team. Now I'm one of the older guys. I'm not one of the young guys no more. You know, I'm one of mm-hmm. the leaders and guys going to look at me a certain type of way. You know what I mean? So I just had I just had that mindset. You know what I mean? I've seen... Jack had a crazy senior year. Even Titus had a crazy senior year. You know, mm-hmm. Parker had a great senior year. Like, a lot of guys had a good senior year, you know. So, I just kind of wanted to follow that. You know, it, you know, it didn't happen how I wanted to plan because, you know, um, I ended up getting hurt against UConn. Um, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And Was that honestly, your ankle or? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. what basically happened was it was a loose ball, and I went to go dive for it, and the dude tried to dive on the ball. And my ankle ended up buckling, and, you know, I had a high, high ankle sprain, you know, and it was basically like a month to a month and a half I was going to be out. And, you know, I tried to come back early because it's my senior year, you know, and at at that time I was playing my best basketball, you feel me? I just had Mm -hmm. – we played South Florida. I had like 14, 15, and then we played Memphis at home. We won that. I had like 21, and then we had played – I forgot who we had played. I want to – a ECU, it, it might have been ECU, and then I had another good game. So I, I had I had it rolling, and then we played UConn. I ended up getting hurt. So you know, it was it was just frustrating because you know, for me personally, you know, I knew my potential. I knew what I could do to help the team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I I just wanted just to be out there for my senior year, and you know, not even playing my senior night because I was just trying to get ready for the tournament. You know. Mick called me in the office. He was just like, you know, Shaq, I know your family here, you want to play, but, you oh, know, you, you, you know, so I had to make that decision, like, do I go out there and play or do I try to just wait for the NCAA tournament and try to, you know, get as much rest as possible, you know what I mean? Because it's a quick turnaround anyway, but, you know, I had to make that decision, and I made the decision just to just wait for the NCAA tournament, you know, just because of, um, you know, I talked to my grandmother, and they were just happy just to be there. You know, my family mm-hmm. and friends are just happy just to see me and and, and and see how far I have came and all of that. So they was more sorry about that. They, you know, they see me play live or on TV a million times already. So, you know, it wasn't a big thing for them. But, you know, I didn't even get to play my senior night because I was hurt. And a lot of people don't know that, you know. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it Do is you regret that? Do you regret that decision? Um, no, I, I, honestly, I don't because – I talked to my grandmother and, you know, my brother and my sister, and it was like, you know what, just do what's best for you. We've seen you play in person, you know, plenty mm-hmm. of times already. We've seen you play on TV plenty of times. Like, I know you want to get there and play, but you got to think about longevity and what's best for your career. So, you know, I think um, when I talked to them and got that clarity, it made the decision way much easier. Yeah. And, and so that, that the end of the season, your senior year, I, I know that must have been disappointing for you. You guys lose first round of the uh, AAC tournament to UConn, then lose an NCAA to St. Joe's. What was that feeling like? You know, you end your career 
And, I, and when I ask this question, here's what I mean by this. You know, you end your career losing to St. Joe's, and, you know, some players, um, you know, they kind of look at it in a, in a lot of different ways. They kind of look at it and say, you know what, I gave my all, you know, even though we didn't go where we wanted to go, I'm, I'm comfortable with, what, you know, how we finished. And some are like, man, I, I have so many regrets. What What was your feeling at that time? Um, it was more so, like, I knew the talent we had on our team, and people see the talent that eventually end up developing with GC, Jacob, Troy, you know, Octavius, Corey. Like, I can keep on going down the line, you know, Farad. Um, and these guys that have made it to the NBA or have made it to high leagues in Europe, that's basically like the NBA. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, just to see that development in our team, if you really look at that roster, you know, I had just, Justin and Jennifer on that team. Um, Trey Scott was red-shirting. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. it, 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 we definitely had uh, every tool, but I just think injuries, you know, like for the tournament, all that stuff, it takes some luck too. Like guys not getting hurt, playing right at the right time, you know, different things like that. So um, I definitely think injuries definitely played a big role in that season. You know, um, definitely GC getting hurt in – I think yep. he got hurt in the conference tournament, yep. And he was a big part with, to what we did, you know what I mean? And, you know, um, definitely, you know, definitely me getting hurt also. But I don't have no regrets about it. You know, sometimes I do think about it, what if this would have happened? But, you know, yeah. you know, certain things that happen in life like that, everything happens for a reason. You know, I'm just happy that I get to, you know, have the experience going to UC and, you know, um, being in the city and, you know, seeing the love in the city and all of that, you know, I appreciate that. And, you know, even me just recently going back, I'm like, wow, like, this is, like, my second home. It's for, for real, like, my first home because I went there at 18 and, you know, I didn't leave Cincinnati and move until I was, like, 25, 26, you know. So I, I spent a lot of my, you know, growing up as a, you know, to a teenager, to a man in Cincinnati, yeah. and, you know, for sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's something a lot of people don't, you know, fully understand it's like, you know, someone like yourself and other athletes come here as, as a as a young man and leave as a man and you spend a lot of time grinding here and Cincinnati becomes a big part of who you are. Yeah. Your development. Yeah. Um, yep. And let, let's talk Shaq a little bit about so your your playing career is over with the Bearcats. What then is going through your mind? What's the next step for you? Um, you know, just find an agent and just see I knew I had talent, enough talent to play in the NBA G League and, you know, possibly get a call up. Like, I knew I had enough talent. Like, that's how much confidence I had in myself. You know, I had, even when I went to UC, I had different moments where you're like, man, this guy could play the NBA, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it just, you know, at times, sometimes people don't put all the pieces together just because uh, people didn't know my same year, my grandmother had cancer, you know. Mm. So... I was dealing with that at UC, people that I don't really know, you know, and actually moved my little brother with me to Cincinnati because she was getting chemotherapy and all of that. So I was dealing with that also that I never even spoke about, you know. I never spoke about it to my teammates, to none yeah. of that. I did just knew my brother was here, and, you know, he ended up getting a job, getting his own, you know, place and stuff like that. But I did that as just being a bigger brother and, you know, um, you know, basically, you know, because uh, both of my parents had passed away when I was younger, so my grandmother raised me, you know. So this is seeing she was going through all of that. People don't know, you know. I never really 
spoke about it, you know, in media or nothing like that or uh, to anybody, but I feel like, you know, now me being a man, I'm older now, I could, you know, speak about certain things that, you know, happened in the past that made me who I am today. Man, I, you know what? I had no idea of all that stuff you just talked about. I yeah. had no idea you dealt with all that because you didn't talk about it. Yeah, because um, I, I, I was always quiet, always smiling. I always keep a smile yeah. on my face. You know, I'm always yeah. energetic, but... You know, I just never put people in, you know, what I got going on back at home or whatever. I just say, you know what, I'm just, you know, I got to man up. I got to, you know, just make the best out of it, you know. So people understand I was dealing with that even my senior year, just mentally, just like I don't even know. And then, you know, my, my grandfather, um, he ended up passing away when I had graduated, you know, on, on my father's side. People don't know I was dealing, like, dealing with that. He was sick, but he was older, you know, so I kind of knew it was mm-hmm. coming. So, but, you know, it, it's life, you know, it's just about, you know, perseverance and just keep on going. I think me seeing Mick, the stuff that he went through with my junior, where he couldn't coach and all of that, it made me like, okay, like, you know, life could just, life is short, you know, and he will always talk, talks with us like that. And it rubbed off on me, like, man, you can't take nothing for granted, you know, like nothing, mm-hmm. me, even me going to UC, playing basketball, like, that's a blessing that I get to, you know, I got my degree from there. I get to go back, you know, and it's like a family. Like, we all family in a sense, you know. I think everybody try to, you know, tap in with each other and talk to each other and, you know, ask each other for advice. Even a dude like DJ, like, I ask him certain things that, you know, I, I might not know just because he played at the highest level, you know. Mm-hmm. So, he, he, he even learn from guys like that, I think, is, is very helpful, for sure. Yeah. And, and tell me if you remember this or not. Do you remember randomly – I saw you in in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. At the, at yeah. the D League game, that yeah. was that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I exactly remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Because uh, because Jordan Crawford. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. That's my guy. And, yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I just happened to be in L.A. Um, wow. And, yeah, yeah. And Jordan, it's so crazy. It's so crazy that you mentioned that. I totally forgot about it. You know, I totally forgot about. It, but now you mentioned it, I remember. It. Yep. Yeah, it was crazy because Jordan hit me up. He was like, "Yo, are you in L.A.?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He was like, we, "We got a game." He's like, "You should pull up." But here's what happened. So, my buddy and I drive to go to the game. Well, they moved the game. Like. The, where the game was played wasn't where it was supposed to be played. Yeah, that they had yeah. on the website, oh. and so and you know, trying to on the website they had the game at a different place, and then to go from that side of town to the other, man, we got stuck in traffic. We missed almost the entire game. I mean, I got yeah. there pretty much for the for the ending of the game, and then I then I saw you, and I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was definitely dope playing with you know GC. I mean. uh you know, Jordan, and, you know, it was definitely a dope experience, you know, just see his growth and we how far yeah. he then came and all of that. And we both from, you know, we, we essentially, I met him in Cincinnati, you know, at Open Gym and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how I met him, just Open Gym in Cincinnati in the summertime. That was, like, I want to say my freshman or sophomore year, I want to say. Okay. And, and stuff. So I've I definitely been on, you know, Jordan for a long, long time and stuff. And, you know, just seeing him in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a – Big but small city in a sense, you know. You kind of yeah. get to, you know, everybody, you know, <laughs> you know, especially it, in the hoop world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the hoop world, it's like you gonna know everybody, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah. 
you know, definitely me and him playing on, you know, Memphis Hustle was definitely, you know, a dope experience. And, you know, I'm definitely, you know, it, it motivated me to see him doing what he's doing now and how successful he is and all of that, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. He's uh, he's good people, man. Yeah, matter of fact, I talked to him earlier today because he's running a basketball camp for uh, the youth on uh, Saturday in Cincinnati. Okay. So I'm going I'm to go over and speak at it. So he's he's doing pretty well. I'll tell him you said hello. Okay, um, yeah, for sure. So, so uh, you know, quickly, I, I do want to jump into the TBT here in a second, but h- how has your professional career been for you? Um, it it been, you know, it been pretty good. I'm not going, I'm not going to lie. Um, I got to travel the world. See, I've been to played in seven different countries. Played the NBA G League. Um, it's definitely a dope experience. You know, you you get to see different parts of the world. I just recently came back from Jordan. Um, in the Middle East, and that was a great, great experience, you know, um, as far as, you know, um, the only thing that sucks about it is, you know, I have an eight-year-old daughter, I'm, you know, I don't get to see her as much, you know, especially with COVID. Oh, man, that's tough. Yeah, 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 especially with COVID, like, you know, while I'm home, obviously, yeah, but um, with COVID these last couple of years, it's been hard for her to fly over there, you know. Um, mm. My first year of Portugal, she had came out there for a couple of weeks, but with COVID and everything and all these restrictions and all this other stuff. So it's been hard for her to get over there. But, you know, besides that, it's been a true blessing, man. It's been a true blessing to, you know, I played in seven different countries, you know, um, learning different cultures, different foods, how people live. You know, it, it's definitely a dope experience, you know, just to um, see different parts of the world, for sure. Isn't that crazy? You know, you really think about it. Basketball has taken you all around the world and, Here's an inner city kid from Patterson, New Jersey. You've been to more places in the world, have had, had more experiences than, I mean, most people in the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I, I sometimes I just sit back and, you know, of course, like everybody want to make the NBA and everybody got NBA dreams, but you could make a good living for yourself. And, you, you know, I think basketball has made me – you know, branch out and, you know, use my connections, use my resources and, you know, different things like that. You know, um, it took me all over the world. It took me, you know, to Ohio. I never think I would be living in Cincinnati, <laughs> Ohio, or, or even mm-hmm. want to go back and, and, you know, have a family there and have and, and, and get love in a city like that. You know, it's definitely, you know, I definitely appreciate that. You know, um, definitely me even coming back from the TBT, it was just like, you know. Yeah, um, let's talk about that. I want to yep. talk about that TBT. Yeah. Yep. Give me your thoughts on, on – so how they how they get a hold of you about So – so this is how, how it really happened. So me, Kev, Troy, and I think that we, – we all was on a group FaceTime and stuff. So, um, you know, we generally talk – like, I generally talk to Kev probably, like, out a month, two, three times. He'll check on me. I'll check on him. He'll call me. You know, we generally keep in touch, but me and Troy was overseas at the time, and we was on FaceTime, and um, Gary had sent me a message from one of the dudes from TBT, like, yo, uh, we want the Bearcats to have a team in this year, but Gary, like, he, Gary, Gary started, he was in the G League, he was in the G mm-hmm. League at that time, he was like, yo, I would play if I'm not in the league, like, you know, so um, he was just like, yo, I had sent the message to Kev. Sent the message to Kev. Kev got in contact with him, and then um, we found out they was having it in like around December. They was having a region in Xavier, so we like, yeah, for sure. Like that's a no brainer, you know. So 
we all got on a FaceTime call and 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 it was all she wrote after that. You know, we all got a FaceTime call, we all agreed to it and you know, um, you know, hopefully we get more bad cats involved. I think this was the first initial start just to get something going, you know what I mean, just to see the guys back and, you know, competing at a high level and competing for something, you know. And um I, I definitely I definitely think it was a you know, I, I wish we would have won, you know, obviously, but I de- definitely think us coming back as a, you know, a group and a unit and, and you know, um, even the guys that you see seeing us and, and us being around and, uh, and even seeing a guy like uh, a, a guy like Bob, like Bob is great, man. <laughs> you know, he, he's definitely Talking about uh, Bob Mangini? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even seeing a guy like that, like Bob Mangini and, you know, everybody in the city, everybody just room for us. You know, it definitely felt like, because you got to think about it, these last two or three years, I haven't played with no fans for real because of COVID. So mm. it been, this was the first time I had like a real, real crowd. Like, whoa, like, and I, I wasn't even nervous, nothing like that, but it was a simple fact of people understand, it been, I've been playing overseas the last couple of years. So, you know, especially like this year, I was a little bit fans, but they still had like restrictions and, you know, yeah. you can't have this amount of capacity and, you know, different things like that. So, um, you know, actually just playing with fans and, you know, pe- hearing people rule and you hear, you feed off the crowd. I haven't heard that in a couple of years. So, you know, <laughs> it, it was definitely a crazy feeling for sure. Well, first of all, man, I, I think regardless of uh, the outcome of how you guys did at the TBT, it was, it, was, it was great to see because the foundation, like you said, the foundation is now set. Yep. So, and the foundation is strong. I, I'm really happy that Kevin Johnson has taken leadership on the TBT because, you know, a lot of times like the Hugs era guys and a lot of guys that play for Huggins get a lot of attention and, and deservedly so. But I feel like there's a group of guys from that Mick Cronin area, era that deserve a lot of attention and um, need to take leadership with some things. And, and Kevin's done a fantastic job. I know – Gary Clark had reached out to me, and um, he sent me a message and said that, uh, you know, the TBT was reaching out to him going on like you talked about, and then Kevin Johnson called me, and I was like, Kev, you got this, man. Yeah. And he was like – and he Kevin calls me OG. He was like, OG, I need you. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, Kev, man, this is you, bro. You got yeah. this. And, and he took that, man, and he ran with it. He got Corey Blunt, the coach, which I think is great. And yeah, got a good mix of guys, man. I'm so proud of him. And I called him after, man, and sent some text messages, man. I was just proud of all you guys and what you put together. And the Bearcat fans just absolutely eat it up, and they love it. Yeah, yeah, not for sure. Definitely, I want to give you know Kev his his props and you know how he managed you know everything and you know um, you know I'm definitely happy about the turnout and I, I think even us you know going back to the school and you know just being around. The, the the community and different things like that, you know, it definitely, you know, this is this is all just the beginning to, you know, our future and stuff like that, and you know, um, hopefully we can just keep it going, and you know, hopefully next summer it could be a, a bigger event, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, quickly, and I want to uh, two more things, and then I'll let you go here. Um, okay. Thoughts on Coach uh, Wes Miller and his staff? Have you had a chance to talk with him? Yeah, yeah, I talked to I talked to Wes briefly, you know, here and there. Um, you know, he he just want to bring back, you know, the older guys, how things was, and you know, just build up the culture how it is again. You know, this is all a family. Like I remember me and you 
you know, my, my freshman year, and now we're talking on a podcast. Like, I never thought, you know, but it's all family in a sense, you know. So sure. we, we, all, we could all just use each other in a sense. And I just want the younger guys just to know, like, you know, you could always reach out to me and, you know, call me. And I, I told them that, like, you know, just hit me on Instagram, bro. If you just need to talk about some advice or, you know, he might – well, whatever you might be going on, because I went through it already. You know, I went through that phase. I went through it, so I'm older now, so I could give you advice how to move and how to do certain things and stuff like that, you know, because even being a professional athlete, it's hard, you know, find the right agent, find the right, you know, markets and all of that stuff. So, you know, I definitely told them guys, and even speaking of West, you know, um, I think he's a great coach. I think, you know, I think the team has a bright future and, you know, definitely going to the Big 12, I think, um, it's go, it's very it's gonna be very exciting for them, and you know I'm just yeah. Not, yeah I'm definitely looking forward to watching them for sure. And I love I love your mindset of you know kind of giving back and mentoring that next group of guys because at the end of the day, and this is something my grandmother um, taught me, and I know you talked about your grandmother, and I'm sure she's imparted a lot of wisdom on you, and 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 that is you know my grandmother always said you know you, you could do a lot of great things, but the greatest thing that you'll ever do is to be able to help the next group of people. Yeah. That's that's what you leave behind, how you help others. And, you know, you're reaching out to these younger guys, man, and, and you know, they look up to you and others. They're watching the TBT and, and seeing you guys. So I think that's important, man. That's great. And and I hope I hope that we can get you back um, to a game this year. Yeah. Uh, depending yeah. on your schedule. Yeah, yeah, nah, for sure. If if I'm here in the United States, I haven't signed anywhere yet, but um, I'm going to sign probably shortly and stuff. But if I'm here in the States, cause, like, I'm more willing to come to a game because it's so crazy. This is the first year I've seen a new arena because I haven't I, – um, last time I was oh, back was – Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So last time I was back was 2018, I want to say. It might have been Gary's senior year. I had came back because I was in the um, G League. Uh, with Memphis Hustle, and I had drove down from Memphis to Cincinnati because it's like a four or five hour drive. And I remember that I had played maybe Wichita State. Um, at, it, it was playing at NKU at the time. Oh, was, that was the yeah, NKU. Yeah, so that was the yeah. that was the 2017 2018 season. Yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. Yep, they was playing there, and then you know I just been overseas, then COVID hit, and so I haven't even got time to even come back to Cincinnati just, you know, with my schedule and, you know, traveling and, you know, like while I come back overseas, like, you know, I just want to just rest, just chill for a second, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah what do you yeah. think? What do you think of the new arena and all of the, the new locker rooms? And... Man, it's it's beautiful. I am, I'm not going to lie. Compared, <laughs> compared, compared to what we had. I already know. It, yeah, it's compared to, oh. you know, the wooden lockers. <laughs> Like you know, it might be mold on the floor. Like, come on, man. Like, 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 one of the managers just spilled half of the Gatorade, so it's a big stain. Like, come on, bro. Like, like yo, me and Troy with the sun about this. We never, never took a shower at UC in that locker room. I never took a shower there. Yeah, I, I never took a shower there. Like, that's crazy. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the, you know, the new arena, and everything like that. But. Yeah, man, I, I was in shock. Like, wow, like this this arena better than some NBA arenas. I'm just being honest. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I I've been in a lot of NBA arenas. Like that arena is better than some NBA arenas. So, you know, I'm definitely happy for the school and the university that that that, that honestly was able to do that. 
Yeah. And you know, the thing is, Shaq, like you helped and others helped yep. pave the way for that. So, you know, I know a lot of players, I've talked to a lot of former players who come back and see the arena and they're like, man, I wish I had. And I'm like, yo, you were part of making this happen. Like, you yeah, sit there yeah. and be like, yo, I was part of this, man. I'm, I'm proud that we are here now. Exactly, exactly. Like, people don't understand, like, time and stuff evolves. Like, stuff changes. You know, like, I, I went up have by... Have to evolve. Exactly. I went up by um, where we used to live at Calhoun, UPA, and the building right next to it, they build it in brand new. Like, all glass and all of that, and I'm not mad. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. Like, I'm not mad about yep. it. You know what I mean? I, I always want the next generation to get the benefits from, you know, some of the stuff that, that, that we have done back then. Yep. Yep, no question. Now, I want to jump into the last part, and um, I always do this with every guest. That's quick questions, quick answers. So I've got four for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Number one, first question. Your favorite thing about Cincinnati? Um, everything about Cincinnati, food. Food? Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite place? <sighs> Man, steak and lemonade. it's a spot, it's a chicken wing spot, and every time they got the best lemon pepper wings in the city, and, Mm -hmm. like, I used to walk there every day, every day. (laughs) So that's one of my favorite spots, like, personally, that I always go to, and then I always get a rainbow shake, and, you know, it's all I might need to take a nap after that one. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Are you a Skyline guy? Uh, yeah, but no. Like, if if I didn't have Skyline in a while, then it's good. But if I had Skyline, like, last week, like, I'm like, yeah, it's too much. Like, I just had that last week. Like, it's moderation. a little bit too much. Yeah, it's a little bit of moderation. Like, if I didn't have it in a couple months, and it's like, all right, cool, I could eat some Skyline, you know. But just I just had that a couple of days ago. Like, I'm good, you know. But, it, yeah. you know, it's pick and choose for sure. All right, got you. Uh, question number two, your favorite sneaker of all time? Jordan Forrest. Ooh, okay. Why is that? Yeah. I don't know. They're just fire. Like, they were just I, – I, I think that was one of my first pair of Jordans that I remember, my, like, my mom buying me. So I think that's what kind of, like, stuck with gotcha. me. You know, A memory so, of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I remember my mom – I was like, I, I want them, I want them. And I'll probably, probably like, six or seven, maybe eight, you know, at that time. I remember I'm going to school. I went to school. I'm like, man, I'm so fresh right now. You know, I just felt like a man. Yeah, yeah you know, at that time, you felt oh, like know. a man. Like, you like, man, I got these four, man. No, I know nobody got these. Like, only a couple people aren't going to have them. So I, I think that's what probably my favorite pair of uh, sneakers. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, and this is a two-parter. Who is your GOAT? In basketball, and who is your goat in hip hop? Kobe and I'm gonna say J Cole. J Cole. No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna say J Cole. I'm gonna say J Cole. I'm gonna say J Cole. Yep, yep. I'm gonna say J Cole just because he. I seen him come from like nothing to where he at now, and like. You know, with the new days, age where like rapping, like you know, everybody wants that. You know, go to the club or something that you can play on the radio and stuff. But he he was just one of my ghosts. I, I would say probably Jay Z too, obviously. You know, but 
you know, he, he a little bit before my time, like, you know, but I definitely think them two artists right there for sure. That's a good good list. And J. Cole, of course, is a hooper. I think he's hooping yeah. right now. I think he's trying to get back in and play in some league, so. Yeah. Uh, he's crazy, yeah. yeah. He just needs to stick the rabbit, man. He's taking people's jobs <laughs> here. You know what I mean? He's taking somebody's spot. That's somebody's job. Like, he don't need that little hey, I money. I feel you. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. Not at all. Um, my last, my fourth and final question, this is one of my favorite questions. So during your time at UC as a Bearcat, if you could pick one teammate that you had during your time with the Bearcats, okay, so you're going to grab one guy and you're like, me and you are going to go to battle. So no matter where you are in the world, no matter what competition it is, you and your teammate are going to battle against somebody else, and you feel like I'm good because I've got this teammate with me. Who was that Ooh, one teammate? You put me on a spot right here, man. You got a name. You got a name. Oh, one. one teammate that I know. I'm going with GC. I'm going with G Clock. I'm going with. G okay, Garrett, I like that. That's yeah, a good, I, I, that's a good I'm, answer. I'm going. I'm going with G Clock. I'm going with G Clock because Gary, he 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 quiet. But he assassin. Yeah. Like he yeah. ain't gonna say too much. Like G C ain't gonna say too much. He gonna peep, he gonna and then he gonna go to work, you know? So I, I definitely probably would say Gary. Yep. I love it. Uh how do you wanna be remembered at UC, Shaq? Um, I just wanna be remembered as somebody that was a winner, somebody that's obviously, you know, that built a deep relationship with, you know, U C fans and the community and everything that UC stands for. And, you know, um, I definitely think, you know, I grew up, you know, a lot when I was there, my, you know, five years there and actually living there two years after that. Um, and, you know, just someone that went out there, played hard and, and gave it my all every time I stepped there on the court, you know, I, I bleed red and black, you know. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just want to keep on going. I think, you know, me coming back for the TBT, you know, um, you know, it, it was definitely great for the city, for the, you know, university, for everybody, you know. So I definitely think hopefully, hopefully we can keep it going and just, just you know, keep keep the, keep the train moving for sure. Yeah, and I, I would say all the things I, that you just said I totally agree with. I think uh, most Bearcat fans um, will say that you're definitely a love Bearcat. Um, just your smile. You always seem to have a smile and, and uh, I don't ever remember here about Shaq Thomas getting in trouble or being a bad teammate. Um, yeah. I think, you know, those things go a long way, man, and especially in this, this city. We're not like a city in, in no offense to New York, L.A. We're not a big city where there's just, you know, a lot moving. This is a blue-collar town, man. It yep. just grinds it out, man, and I think you represented that very, very well. Yeah, yeah, not for sure, man. And I definitely think, you know, I definitely learned a lot when I was there from, you know, just people in the city, how they carry themselves, how they move, and, you know, and what the honesty stand for. I definitely, you know, definitely learn a lot from that. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, hey, listen, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Enjoy the interview to learn a little bit more about you. And I'm sure Bearcat fans are going to learn some new things and some really, really good stories, man. I really hope that, uh, you know, we can stay in touch. You know, I'll, I'll keep in touch, text you a little bit and you know, see how you're doing and definitely want to get you back uh, in town and when you're back in town, man, if you come in during the, the season, man, we'll get you back on the podcast in person. All right. Yeah, 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 for sure. It definitely sounds good. We definitely going to stay in touch, and I appreciate it for you having me on this podcast. Yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. Hey, appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll be in touch. All right, Shaq? All right, sounds good. 
All right, take care.